You ready, Angela? I am as ready as I'm going to be. You want to try out the bell? Make sure it works. If I talk too much, <laughs> since you can't stand up for yourself and speak up, you need a bell. You need oh help. Oh, my God. You need help. You might want to ring it right now. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm exactly. Gonna I'm going to attack the whole time. You think the bell will stop me? A little bell? You need a fucking air horn. A little comedy to start the podcast. A little comedy. Everybody settle down. Settle down out there. Wow. Yeah, okay. it's coming down, man. I'm very inspired by the Kanye West interview. Mm-hmm. Did you watch it? I watched uh, most of it. Oh, actually, really? I don't know if I watched most of it. How It was like 13 minutes long. Is that right? I think there's uh, sections being released. I've watched two oh. different sections. Uh, oh, okay. So, uh, and then he, you know, he on his Instagram, Black Lives Matter is a scam. Right. Scam. Candace Owens is doing a full... We're starting off right with the controversy before we get into the fact that you called me crying. Oh, oh yeah. You called me crying. Yeah. What was going on? I was I was freaking out. About what? Um, How did I, I handle mean, the crying, by the way? You, you handled it pretty well. Pretty I was, well? I was surprised. Hmm. What, do you, what do you mean you were surprised? Well, you know, I know that sometimes it can overwhelm you. What? You you always handle it well, but I'm always aware like it's probably a lot. Where do you get that from? Because you've told me, you know. You're crying overwhelmed. No, not not my crying, but just you know, like you've talked about your mother, so I'm aware. You know, I'm always aware when I'm bringing feelings that it's unless I'm yelling at you. No, I was overwhelmed by my mother's need. Right. Well, I, I was needing. Feelings. I was needing something. Yeah, but you were being direct about it. Right. Yeah. You weren't manipulating me. You weren't using me. You're just like I'm going through this thing. I need some support. That's true. It's different. Yeah. What What happened? Let's review. You mean this morning? Yeah. Um. I was feeling. I was feeling scared, and I I didn't know exactly why. And, um, I actually called Jana and I, you know, you called she, Jana first. You didn't call me first because I didn't know what it was about. I mm. actually didn't know what it was about. Okay, it's fine. Oh, and so Jana's, is she better than I am handling this stuff? Yes. Is that what you're saying? She's better. <laughs> She's more sensitive. Well, She's did, more empathetic than she, I am. Well, she ended up telling me to call you. So, mm. you know, there's that. She's wise, but I called her and then I, you know, I didn't know what was going on with me. I knew that there was something happening. We were, we were going to have this meeting with um, some people who are being really supportive in terms of our work. And um, we had that meeting and then we were going to do this podcast. And for some reason, I just felt, um, I just, I felt scared. I felt imposter syndrome. Something, I don't know. I was... Well, we were meeting with two legitimate trained therapists. Not that we're not, but they're uh, more certified, gone to proper schools. I mean, we're certified. What do I mean? What do I mean? They're uh, registered. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Through the state, the corrupt state. I think it's a, it's a minus now. 
to be uh, certified by the state. I think it's the the badge of shame. Well, that is not. I mean, th- that's they, how I see it. They were. No, they're that's, awesome. We're kidding. We're kidding. They're awesome people. Yeah, who are they are awesome. Us and, and that was smart and very cool. Yeah. But, but were you nervous about the fact that they're what? Like what? What? No, that wasn't. That wasn't it. Oh. It was just that I can feel like I. I just felt like, like you said, like there's something that's expanding. Right. And we are expanding and I feel that in me and I feel, I mean, I guess my hope, but also I think people are coming, you know? Right. And I'm, I'm having these ideas, these thoughts about creating more opportunities for people to do things with us, um, with me, you know? Um, and, it just, I think I got overwhelmed this morning. And also, I still have this fear that you're you're going to leave. And it Why? was like, uh, we're doing all this stuff. And I was like, oh, my God, if Dave leaves. Like, I just, I, I just felt scared. I don't know. Um, but you immediately calmed me. You, you, you got me into reality. You're like, you're not doing this alone. I'm like, okay. That, that helped me immediately i energetically slapped you you did yeah the way sean connery would do it back in the day just whoosh, slap the woman <laughs> to straighten her out into reality that's what i did no i didn't slap you what did i say i don't know yeah i understood i understood i said i can't do this alone and you said you're not going to do this alone yeah no i'm in am i not in yeah, you you are in, but I I guess I I guess I don't know. I, I, think I got this is scared. podcast fifty, by the way. Talk about commitment, right? Fifty. Yeah, yeah. You get scared. I'm gonna leave. Well, and but you also I didn't even actually really know why I was scared, and then you said I understand, and I and I said, what do you understand? And you said, you you know we're we're in this place of expansion and we're going to be coming out more and saying more truth. And probably there's going to be more projection and more judgment and more, maybe even attacks, you know, that come our way. And we're, we're talking about things that are controversial and, and, uh, and I could feel that. And so, you know, it was like, right, that's, that's part of it. And, and part of me wants to, you know, I mean, I think the part of me that's scared is like, what the fuck? No, I don't want to, What am I doing? Why are we doing this? What? So, yeah, that's that's kind of what I woke up with. And then, um, yeah, I'm, I mean, I, I still feel like I can feel I'm a little... I'm a little out. Hmm. Afraid of expansion, which means more exposure, more vulnerability. Yeah. I mean, the other thing you said in our last call, um, not, not the today, but we were talking, you were, you were saying this thing like no more lies. You said, Mm. you said no more lies. And I said, really no more lies. And I was just saying, well, of course there's going to be lies. They're the lies that we don't even consciously know that we're telling ourselves Mm -hmm. and you said no no lies and i said well 
I asked you if I, if you felt like I was lying to you in any way. And you said, no, you're pretty good except for on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and you, you, that resonated. Yeah. And I, so you I, lie in the podcast. Just well, through. obviously, I mean, I talked about that in the last podcast, but, but also just that there are ways in which I do still hold back. Right. I mean, I can feel it. It's holding back lying. Cause you, you don't exactly lie but you, you right. hold back the truth which i guess is lying in a way in a way i think it is lying i'm going with it's a lie if you don't tell the truth if you're consciously not telling the truth well there's a way in which i'm protecting yeah i guess so yeah protecting what like when I, when you were taught, when you said that, I immediately thought, well, if I just say what I, what I, you're, you're saying all the way, everything that you think and and actually not even what you think. You're just letting yourself speak. Right. That's what you said in the last podcast. Mm-hmm. I was just listening to it. And right. you, you were saying, you're like, sometimes I just, I'm just saying things, you know, you're just right. letting the energy run through you. Yeah. Well, and, I say you get to the truth. Right. You got to let it all come out. All the beliefs, even if they're distortions or you're wrong or there's shadow in it or there's judgment or craziness. That's what I don't like about PC cultures. You have to be careful about what you say. And if you're always careful about what you say, you, then you're careful about how you think. That's right. what it does. Yeah. I noticed that. Uh-huh. It, it restricts my mind from even thinking certain thoughts, never mind saying them. I mean, I guess that what I'm aware of is uh, already I'm sure that people think, Angela, what are you doing? Why are you like even doing this podcast? Why are you even in this this partnership with with David Sutcliffe? Right. And so then there's that level of it. And then if I actually say some of the things that I really think Mm -hmm. about some of these topics that you're bringing up, it's just like another level of craziness that I'm not sure I'm ready I mean, I must be getting ready to face. Right. Do Asian lives matter? Asian lives? Do Asian lives matter? Are we allowed to say Asian lives matter? (laughs) We can't say white lives matter. We know that. Kanye and Candace got in a lot of trouble. Can't say white lives matter. And, And I understand why that's offensive to some people. Why? What about Asian lives? Why? Why? Because they're co-opting the Black Lives Matter movement or tag philosophy, and it's not the same. Black people, Black Lives Matter people say, well, no, black people have been subject to a very special kind of persecution and discrimination, and white people haven't. So saying white lives matter is diminishing the meaning of our movement, and that's that in and of itself is racist. So I get that. From their point of view, except it's turned out that Black Lives Matter was a fucking scam. So that's the problem. Where's all the money? That's the problem. I mean, I'm not saying the philosophy underneath it, there's not some validity to it, but it got corrupted. Mm -hmm. Got corrupted. Like everything else, it got corrupted, got used. And so the 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 real re- issue of racism got exploited by politicians and by people who wanted to make a lot of money. And that's what happened. People can deny it, but everybody knows that's what happened. As soon as the election was over, we didn't hear about Black Lives Matter anymore. So 
This is the game. This is the game we're living in. This is what I want to wake people up to. It's not even about the politics, people. It's not about the sacred cows. It's not about the movements. It's not about social justice. Justice. It's you're being lied to. You're being manipulated 24-7. You have a group of people at the top. They have a lot of money. They have a lot of power. They have a lot of status, and they want to protect it. They want to hold on to it. And it's Democrats and Republicans, and they play these games. It's a reality show. It's just a reality show. And you believe that it's all real. It's not real. And they use real events to exploit you emotionally, emotional triggers, to pull you in, to control you, to manipulate you. They don't care. They don't care. They're just using it to hold on to power, status, gain more wealth. That's what's going on. You got to wake up to this. This is the matrix and the news media is in on it. You got to wake up to this. This is the righteous war. It's on both sides. This is, it's not even about anything, but it, right now they're, they're using the issue of social justice. It's the same way that religion exploits people. Religion has historically exploited people use shame and coercion to control the masses. It's the same thing. It's a story as old as time. Nothing's new. It's nothing new. Don't take it personally. Don't get caught up in the story. I did. I, I got caught up in the story. Being antagonistic against things that I thought were bullshit. But it, it's just a story. None of it's re- none of it is it's real on one level, but on another level, it's not real. So separate yourself from the story that they're telling you. It's not real. The news is not real. We're being manipulated. It's the same way. It's the same kind of matrix that we all are in from our childhood. We got programmed in a certain way. Certain belief systems. We had to adapt. To her childhood, parents are telling us what the world is. We don't know any better. We don't know any different. So we go along, we believe it. And then we wake up through therapy and realize, what the fuck? Mm. I'm running a program here. I'm not really free. I've internalized all these messages that I received. And the same thing happens culturally thing that happened to you in your childhood, the way you were programmed, it also happens culturally. We need to wake up from the cultural programming. That's all I'm, that's all I'm about. Freedom! This is what happened to me yesterday. What do you mean? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm now thinking, I wonder if this was part of what happened to me this morning. I went to, Ferdinand and I went to uh, the Domain which is a, a shopping mall in Austin. Yeah. It's a big shopping mall. And it has all the, you know, like when you go to a shopping mall, it has all the stores that you find in shopping malls, you know? So there was a way in which it w- it reminded me, you know, just like I grew up in right. with, with shopping malls. And so there was something about it that felt familiar and homey and right. comfortable and, but there were other new stores that I hadn't seen. So we were just walking around and it was, you know, it was lovely. It was a lovely day. It's outside, you know, it's like, like in LA, the Grove, you know, mm-hmm. like these outdoor shopping malls. And, 
And so, you know, a lot of people around and we were, you know, we were having a good time, you know, just exploring. And after about, I don't know, it was probably like an hour and a half. We were in this store. Um, it was like one of a, like one of those high end boot stores, Lucchese, you know, that, that store. What? It's like a cowboy boot. What's it called? Lucchese. L-U-C-C-H-E-S-E. Um, very expensive, you know, thousand dollar boots, you know. Right. So we were in there and this family walks in and they were obviously returning something that they had bought there. And they walked in and this has never happened to me. So this was super weird, unusual. But immediately, I mean, they were very, very large people like tall obese obese and um but i was aware that they had you know they obviously had money to buy these shoes and so like it it, this all happened within not even like two seconds Mm -hmm. what was going on in my mind and i immediately like something happened and i was like ferd we got to get out of here and he was like "Oh, oh okay so we left and I started to feel like I was hyperventilating and I was like, I, I, I have to, we have to go, we have to go like, like we have to leave the shopping mall now. And he's like, okay. And he's like, what happened? I was like, I don't know. I don't know. I, something happened. Those people just came in and I, I, something happened. And so then as I started to break it down, it felt to me like I suddenly became aware, like, and you know, this is also like just something personal in me, like in terms of food and weight. And, you know, I've I've talked to you about this stuff for myself, but seeing these people, like I just, I, I made up a story in my head about what was going on for them, but this was what was happening. I, they, they came in and I thought, oh my God, the, the, their bodies have become distorted. Like they, they, um, they've needed things and they, they're not getting what they actually need. So they're filling it up with expensive shoes. Like it was something like that was, that was just my, my story of what was happening for them. But I was like, oh, that's what happened for me. Like if in the place where I didn't get what I really needed, I filled it up with different things, food, clothes, what, you know, just things. Yeah. And that the marketing of what was happening in the world, you know, like mm-hmm. shopping malls or whatever's on TV or, you know, your friends buy this certain thing. Ads. Ads. That I was being, it was like I could feel that I was, like what I was being shown was this is going to make you feel better. This right. is going to uh, fill the hole that you, that wasn't filled. Yeah. And I, it was as if everything was coming up, like for me to, to see in that moment, like that, that was what I was seeing. I was like, I, I don't want to be filled up with this, this, whatever's happening right now. Like I literally felt like, and I said to Ferd, I was like, this feels like the matrix. We're in the matrix. Yes. A mall is the matrix for sure. 
I didn't, I wasn't aware of that until right. that moment. The music. It, it, yeah, exactly. The music. The, the food. The music was playing, like the music, it was actually a 70s song that was playing that reminded me of my childhood immediately. And I was like, oh my God. And so it was just this feeling that came over me and everything was familiar, but like a little off. And as soon as we left, I felt like I could breathe again. It's like, okay, okay, I'm out, I'm out. But yeah, that, that's, that's what happened. And then last night I had this dream where I was, um, I was going into a body of water and this woman was, she was like a few feet behind me and she was following me. And as we were going into the water, I saw, uh, an alligator and this alligator started to swim by slowly. And then I turned to avoid the the alligator and then this woman who was following me she was she got too close to the alligator so the alligator came and it like opened its jaws to bite bite into her and she grabbed onto the jaws and she held it open and like I was just watching I was like oh my god you know like she's going to be eaten but she didn't and like somehow she managed to like she managed to just push the alligator away and and it was gone and then in the dream she said something about i have i had to contain my anger in order to escape from the jaws of this alligator and so when i woke up i looked up the meaning of alligator in dreams and it said this thing about how um it's like your subconscious or the unconscious. You're starting to be ready to see the unconscious and to face the thing that you're that the unconscious places in you that you're most scared of. And I just felt the truth of that. That wow. just felt so right to me. And that there are some ways in which you know there. I, I thought about how in our work, you know, a lot of it is about expressing anger and you know allowing the emotion to come out. But there are also you know, ways in which we have to learn how to contain anger. We've talked about this mm -hmm. a little bit. And so I was like, oh, there are places in me where I have to learn how to contain as well, mm. you know? And, um, and so, but I, I, I guess I, I, there was something about what happened last night and then this dream that made me, I don't know, it scared me, you know? Mm. It's like, what else is going to come up? <laughs> and what am I going to face? And, you know... So, yeah, I, I guess I'm, I'm, I'm saying all this just in response to what you were just saying too, like mm -hmm. in terms of just like I am there, there's something I'm waking up to. Mm -hmm. And I think in terms of the whole Kanye thing, you know, for me, I've been watching, you know, like I, I just started to follow him. I don't even know, like somebody posted something and then I went to his his Instagram page. And I was like, okay, you know, I'll, I'll follow him. He see. doesn't post that much. He doesn't, but he has been, he has the been. last few days. Mm -hmm. And the, what he's been posting makes me think there's something off. There's something wrong. There's something going, you know, it's like, obviously I With guess him, you mean? Yes. Just based on his posts. So Wait, like he's, he's like mentally ill. He's bipolar. Like th those are the accusations, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, maybe, maybe borderline, maybe, uh, 
I don't know, schizophrenic. I don't, I have no something. idea. Something. That's the vibe you got from the post. From the post. Mm-hmm. And, and then, um, I don't know if he posted or somebody posted uh, the interview that he did with Tucker uh, Carlson. Yeah. And I started to listen to it just to see, you know, and as he was talking, I was like, I had that, the, the feeling that you're saying, like, it was like, he sounds uh, like it makes sense to me what he's saying. Yeah. And actually, you know, one of the things that he said that was really, um, I hadn't really thought about it before, but he was like, when you're, you know, as powerful, like you're one of the, you're, you're the most powerful woman in the world. Right. Someone that he was married to. And then Kim he, Kardashian, uh-huh. most influential, powerful. Yeah. I don't know if she's most powerful, but she's probably the most influential, which maybe by definition makes her the most powerful. I don't know, but whatever. She's big. That there are people all around telling her, I think this is what he said telling her what to be afraid of. Yeah, that's exactly what he said. And when he said that, I just thought, whoa. Yeah, it was quite a thing to say. And Because there's a lot of ways to frame that. There's people around her telling her all kinds of things. And you could, th- you could say a lot of things about the things that they're saying. Well, it was but so- to say they're saying, this is what you should be afraid of, is really interesting. Yes. And I, I remember when you, we, you and I were talking about Kanye last time, we, we, we'd watched the documentary mm-hmm. and I had said that thing about when there was a, a scene where I think he was drunk in a club and then somebody whispered something to him. And I was so curious right. to know what it was that they were whispering and that I'm sure people are whispering all sorts of things to him. Right. So it was interesting that he had said that mm-hmm. specifically mm-hmm. to me and that, yeah, just that it's like, you know, who knows what's what, what's being put into their heads, you know, our heads at any time. Right, right. But that. Well, they're definitely try, like people are definitely trying to control them. Right. In some way, all kinds of different motivations, I'm sure. But when you're that powerful, you have that much money, you have that much influence, people want things from you. And so you, how do you trust anyone? Yeah. I saw that with Hugh Hefner when I first got to LA and I was dating Julie and I was up at the Playboy Mansion. Hugh Hefner. Everybody wants to come up and meet half and hang at the Playboy Mansion. He was an icon at this point, but he was still pulling the celebrities up to the parties and all the girls, all, you know, all the pretty girls. So, of course, tons of men want to be around him, want to connect with him. And I just thought, how does this guy trust anybody? Hmm. Which is why he had his brother there all the time, Hmm. which is why Trump has his family around, because who else can he trust? Right. So, yeah, well, I guess, why did I bring up Kanye? Because, yeah, I see some of the Instagram posts and I question his sanity, I guess, or his stability. But then you watch the interview and he seems very rational. 
he seems a little angry and resentful, but I understand why I relate to that Mm -hmm. because he's saying things out that he believes and he's getting annihilated. And it, some of them don't seem to be that controversial. Like, like, Hey, I like Trump. Right. Like, (laughs) you know, by the way, he's the fucking president of the United States and he represents half the country or half the country voted for this guy more than half. And I guess not more than half, but whatever he's the president. And uh, I express uh, admiration for the guy and I, I get killed for it. And people are telling me what to think and how to think and why I'm bad and why I'm wrong. I mean, I related to that. Mm. And obviously it's not the same. Well, it's, you know, as a black man, it's, yeah, he's, he's betraying his race, I guess, in, in the eyes of his critics. So I guess what's, why are we talking about this? Because you're talking about expansion. You're talking about more exposure. You're talking about more people coming to our workshops and that means more people listening to the podcast, more people paying attention to what we're, we're saying. And we're saying, hey, we really like Kanye. <laughs> we really like Kanye. And uh, what he's saying makes a lot of sense. And there's a lot of people out there that think he's crazy and uh, makes no sense. And in fact, he's dangerous. I mean, that's a, a word that often gets used to describe him. He's dangerous. His thinking is dangerous. His ideas are dangerous. And if you think he's sane or rational or think he has a point to make, you're fucking crazy you're not only crazy you're bad mm-hmm. you're bad well and i'm not saying i i like kanye i'm not sure about i am kanye. i like right. kanye right but 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 I, and i forgive i forgive the crazy people i like the crazy people well i'm not saying that he's a bad person which right. also can you know get get you in trouble and um so just saying he's not bad yeah like you gotta you gotta he's bad like right. trump is bad yes it's not enough to say I I I didn't vote for Trump. You actually have to say he's bad. Right. Yes. Yeah. Alex Jones, bad. Andrew Tate, bad. Right. And I guess the thing, you know, that we talked about or that you talked about in the last podcast that that there are places and I and I guess this is what I'm starting to see more clearly where what you were saying about how you process things, which I have witnessed. It's like the things that you say, you just let yourself say them. And some of them are going to be crazy. Some of the things that you say are not going to. It's give, like, me, give me that bell. Let me ring that bell. <laughs> fuck you talk. Everything I say makes perfect sense. You said this, you, you said it no, in I the know. last podcast and that you, but that like Alex Jones, like Owen Benjamin, like these people that you listen to. It's like to. a rough draft of a script. You, right. you, you pour it all out and it's not all perfect, right. but it's it's interesting to even, even the messiness, there's something in the in the mistake or in the distortion or like there's in the shadow, like there's something in there that needs to be mined and understood. And if you hold back saying what you feel and you only say what's good, or right, or correct, or careful, you you it, it, you don't get anywhere. You don't get to the deepest level of fucking truth. But people are scared of the truth. That's that's what it is. They're scared of the truth in the world. They're scared of the truth in themselves. And I feel opposite because to me, the lies are fucking dangerous. And this is, I keep coming back to this. And this came up with Diana again. 
where I just feel like the self, any, any form of self-betrayal is non-negotiable. I cannot betray myself because the second I betray myself, I'm in a lie. And if I'm in a lie, it's a direct path to hell. So I must tell the truth, whatever it is, and be willing to deal with wherever it takes me. I must be willing to lose everything that I have for the truth. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, hell is guaranteed. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess that's what I'm starting to really see. And it's it's a little scary, you know, to see that. Because what that means is that I have to be willing to let myself go there. Right. <sighs> well, go there right now. Say something crazy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my it's always been this way i was talking to diana where you know i played basketball uh and i'm sure i've talked about this before in high school and at university and so i was around a lot of black people obviously my team at U of T was half black half white and uh you know in the basketball community it's just it's a given black guys are better athletes like they jump higher they're quicker just a, it's just a known thing. But if you go and say that out in public, people would say, you can't say that. Like, what? what I, don't, I didn't understand. I'm like, what are you talking about? You can't, why? Well, it's racist. I'm like, how's that racist? And I never understood it. And then later, I was informed by, I for somebody, I read an article, oh, because if you imply that they're better athletes, or the implication is if you say that they're better athletes, is that they're they're stupid. I was like, what do you, I didn't understand that. You're saying that people who are good athletes are stupid. Isn't that is a bit kind of bigotry? I don't have that reflection. I don't see that they're correlated. The fuck are you talking about? That's your own fucking bigotry about the world because you're a shitty athlete. That's why you can't fucking catch a football. And so you assume those who can are stupid or you assign that to them to make yourself feel better. And then you see black people really good at catching football and you don't want to say that they're better athletes because then it means they're stupid. That's your own bigotry. That's just one example. Mm-hmm. And the, by the way, the, every person I had this conversation with, they were non-athletes and they didn't know any black people. <laughs> it was up in Canada. You know what I mean? It was just like, what the fuck? Lecturing me. So it started way back, my issues with all this stuff. I just found it insane. Mm-hmm. But it's true. I don't think people are interested in the truth. That That's what I'm waking up to. They're not interested in it or they're, they're afraid scared of, the, of it? They're right. scared of it. They're scared of it. Once you have a group of people that have all bought into a lie, to step out of that lie is too scary. They don't want to be alienated from their tribe they don't want to be attacked and that's what happens that is literally what happens we see that online if you step out if you criticize that's it you're done they're coming after you they're going to attack and it's not worth it for most people but the lie will ultimately kill you Mm -hmm. and will kill the group Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And people are driven by emotions. 
They want to protect. They don't want to know their fear. They don't want to face things. They want to think of the world as they would like it to be, not as it is. Which is the big one. Which to me is a reflection of themselves. Means they can't accept themselves as they are. If you can't accept the world as it is, then by definition, you're unable to accept yourself as you are. Mm -hmm. So you're caught in this attachment to an idealized self-image inside yourself. You're ashamed of your own shadow. You don't want to face it and you project that out onto the world. The world needs to be this way. And those who confront my idealized vision of the world, they're bad, but they're just projections of your own shadow. This is what Trump is. This is what Putin is. You know? We create enemies. We create bad guys because we don't want to face the darkness inside ourselves. That's all I'm saying! That's all I'm saying! Just own your evil, people. It feels good. Let's do it right now, Angela. Let's talk about... (laughs) Let's go. Let's just go evil. Let's go dark. So I had this thing with... uh, Diana, we got in a scrap. Oh. We resolved it. It was good. Pretty quick turnaround, which is a good sign. Mm. But I was saying that there's a part of me, she was like, I don't feel relaxed. Right? Like, because, you know, we had some, she's planning on moving in, and then we had this blowout, and the movie, there's just some, everything was kind of put on hold, like, hold on, let's slow down. Mm-hmm. And now she's back and n- neither of us is really sure on the status of things. So it's a lot of unknown and uncertainty, which makes her feel uh, afraid. And so she's having a hard time just kind of relaxing into things, which I totally understand. And I'm trying to, we're trying to navigate that in an honest way. And I, cause I don't want to betray myself. Mm-hmm. And I said to her, well, you know, there's some things that happen early on in the relationship that I'm still holding on to. I think that I still feel resentment about. So there's a part of me that doesn't want you to feel relaxed. I want you to feel afraid. Mm. Mm. I want you to feel on edge. Mm-hmm. I like it. Now I'm in, I'm in control. I have the power. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So that's, she didn't really understand it. Like, I mean, I had to explain it the next day because she was very disturbed by that, obviously. And then I had to explain to her, no, no, I'm not saying that's how I actually feel. I'm just saying that's because I, of course, I don't want her to feel that. I want her to feel safe. I want her to feel secure. But I was just, I, I was acknowledging the part of me that doesn't want that, the shadow part. And once she got that, she, you know, that was it. She's like, oh, okay. Because I explained to her, it's the same way that she had likes to make me feel stupid. Mm. Like, that's her shadow. Mm -hmm. Remember, we talked about that in the podcast Mm -hmm. where that's what she used to do to her dad. You know, so if I'm talking too much and she's bored or she doesn't want to talk about it, and maybe instead of saying, I don't care what you're talking about, (laughs) this is boring to me. Like, can we talk about something else? She'll start asking questions that are basically nonsensical. (laughs) 
uh-huh. that I'm like, what, what, what? And then I get kind of flustered and then she, you know, and then I feel not listened to and she's not engaged in the conversation. And finally I caught it. I was like, what the fuck is going, what is this? And, uh, yeah, she finally was like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm asking these questions cause I want you to feel stupid. <laughs> uh-huh. You know, so my point is we all have these little things. We're all, we're, we're dark. Yeah. Right. And it's a defense. Obviously it's a, it's a defense. Well, I just had, um, I had supervision, um, with Jana and, um, in the supervision, the two of you had supervision with a supervisor because you'd both done this weekend training together. And whenever two facilitators are working together, sometimes issues can come up between you and you have to make sure that it's resolved and it's clean. Yeah. Just giving the audience some context. And so I wanted to bring up competition and you're way better than Jana. <laughs> well, yes. And that was acknowledged I'm, and she oh, wants really? it. She wants it that way. It was so I actually, I don't, I think you guys are pretty equal. You're just different. Well, it's so interesting. I'm the best. <laughs> Well, you came into it. I'm sure. I so, did. yeah, it was it was that um, she wanted to her her thing is that she wanted to stay below you and me. Really? That's Why? Where, because that's where she feels comfortable, and and so I could feel that for myself, I wanted to stay on top of her. Like I was mm. just like, I'm I'm going to stay above, mm-hmm. and. And then when I really went into the energy of my competition, which I did, and it felt, it felt so risky, but it felt so good to finally just let this part of myself come out because I've never, I've never really admitted it before, but I just, I, I, I said to her, I was like, what I want to do is like, I, I want to push you down. Like I, I took my hands out in front of her and I was like, I want to push you all the way down. Right. And I want to say stay Jana you stay below me don't you're you're not allowed to you're not allowed to go anywhere else and it felt so like it felt so good but it felt so dark you know it's just like I'm gonna do things I'm gonna say things I'm not gonna say things I'm gonna like I just feel all the ways in which I would try to keep her down right and her response she was smiling you know yeah but her response was so shocking to me and she said, okay. <laughs> and I was like, what the hell? It's like, okay, I'll stay here. And then our supervisor was like, exactly. Yeah. You know, yeah, like, I was going to say, it's coming from her. There's some, like, there's an invitation. She, she was like, yeah, this is, that, that's how we'll stay together. Right. We'll just stay here. And I could feel the collusion. I was mm. like, oh my God. And on, on one level, it felt good. It was like, okay, we'll just be in this dynamic for, for the rest of our lives. And on the other, it was like, oh, it felt disgusting. It felt like, like, like I just, I was like, oh my God, this is so gross. But I just let myself really have it and mm-hmm. just feel that place. And so, but it, it, at one point it just started to feel so, it felt painful. Like, I was like, I can't, that's not where I want to be. I right. Don't, I don't want to be here. Right. And so I didn't know what to do. 
I didn't, I was like, I don't, I don't know where to go from here. And our supervisor said, okay, Angela, what, what would love do? And I was like, ugh. And I felt into it. I was like, love, love would say, Jana, fly as high as you can. Learn as much as you need to. Like, go as far as you, as far as you, you can. Mm-hmm. Even if it means that you're going to leave me. And mm. I started to cry. And I was just like, oh, yeah, this is what it is. Like, I, like it's it's what it is. But right. The, comp- the competition. Like, don't don't go anywhere because you're going to leave. And, and right. so then I, I was like, but when I, because when I thought about it, I was like, why would you leave? That's, that's ridiculous. You know, like, it's like, of course you want a friend who's going to say that to you, you know, like go as far as you can. I'll be right here supporting you. You know, mm-hmm. even if it means you leave me, like, mm-hmm. like you want that friend. Right. But in my mind, I'm like, if I do this, for sure she's leaving you know that like that's the well she might she might yeah there's a there's a risk there well yeah exactly that's well the it's risk. definitely gonna it would change the relationship would change the dynamic well it's already so changing the, the dynamic you know I can, right. I can feel it something's happening you know mm-hmm. and and i think that she can feel it too um because it's tr- it's it's true like she's not lower than we are, you know, she's, she's really good. Yeah. You know? And I kept telling her that, that over the weekend it was like, I mean, I cried at one point just looking at her. I was like, you're mm. so good at this. Mm-hmm. Like what you have built. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. You know? Well, she's very dedicated. She's very smart. Yeah. And she lets herself be human. Mm. You know, at one point <laughs> we were in this, this process where, you know, she was scared and um, just in the process, she she just let the person know. She's like, I'm not even in my body right now. <laughs> it's like, wow, it's awesome. <laughs> it was perfect, you know, and she just she was just honest. It was beautiful. But in any case, I mean, just in terms of the darkness, that that the, the dark place that, you know, the way that I talk about it, it feels kind of light, you know, it's like, I'm going to mm-hmm. push you down. Mm-hmm. But the, the way that it really manifests inside of me, it's, it's dark, you know, it's, oh, it's like, so dark and it keeps me in a certain place too, you know, like where I'm not going anywhere either. Right. I, I can feel like, okay, the next place to go to is my competition with you. Go ahead. Oh, God. <laughs> What's the darkness? Oh. Are you um, trying to be better looking than me? <laughs> That's not going to happen. What are you talking well, here, about? Here what are you it talking is. about? this is yeah i i feel the place where jana feels with me with you mm-hmm. like i like you can be better than me yeah no i feel that with you yeah mm-hmm. and uh and i'll i'll stay i'll stay here that that way like you're not gonna leave me well maybe if you stepped all the way into your power that that would be the fear that i would leave maybe that's why you're afraid i'm gonna leave 
Yeah, or that I would leave. But yeah, probably no, more. No, that's not, that's not going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Why would you? I, I, there's, no. I don't, I don't see you leaving, no matter how powerful you. Maybe, actually, maybe. I don't know. But it, then you'd have to do a bunch of shit that you don't want to do. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. So yeah. I, don't, I don't, I have too much leverage there. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. It is. I mean, I, when I. I'm very good at making myself useful. That's a big skill in life, by the way. People, make yourself fucking useful. That's what I learned playing sports. Because I've been on hockey teams where I was the best player. Obviously, you're useful. I've been on where I'm the worst player. You got to figure out how to stay in that fucking team. Right. And you do. Yeah. And it's a good skill. Uh You know, you have to subvert your ego and just like, okay, what's this team need? How can I give it? Make yourself useful. So. Yeah. And maybe that's, that's the, you know, like I, that was part of my fear. What I shared with you this morning was like, I'm afraid you're going to leave, you know? And maybe as I expand, you know, that's Is my ego that frail? <laughs> no, it's just where my, <laughs> where, a lot of where hesitation there. A lot of long pause. I have to positive. think about it. <laughs> mm. No, somewhat frail, maybe. I can handle it. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's interesting because this place to me doesn't feel as dark. Your competition with me doesn't feel as well, dark. Well, the place where where I will submit. Mm. Well, yeah. I mean, man woman is a bit of a different vibe. Right? Cuz we've got into that in terms of our dynamic that there's a masculine feminine quality to right. it. Right. Yeah. That feels That's natural different. to both of yeah. us. And and not that that wouldn't exist with, with Jana in some way that I'm sure Jana holds more of a masculine polarity mm-hmm. in the, in the dynamic, at least facilitating. Yeah. But outside the facilitation, you know, she's very feminine mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. So it's different. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. So less competition. Intersexual competition. Mm-hmm. Women are very competitive with each other. Yeah, that's It's not true. something that women like to talk about or admit to. Do you feel competitive with me? No. Yeah. No. no. I wouldn't think so. I'm happy to have you take over. Yeah, I don't, I don't, see, I don't want that. No, I know you don't, but it's like, give me a fucking break, okay? Let me, <laughs> let me have a workshop off and just fucking take over. I can take a break. Mm. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. Okay. I love working. No, I, I don't, yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't feel, I guess I've done enough stuff, you know, run, I, I mean, I worked by myself for a long time and I got to do whatever I wanted to to do and and I feel like I proved whatever I needed to prove to myself. Mm-hmm. I exercised whatever I needed to exercise, whatever creativity, whatever instinct, whatever impulse. I not that there's not more, but it feels like that experiment is over. So now the experiment becomes, well, how do I work with someone? Mm-hmm. 
and that's interesting to me. And I'm also as interested in building the business Mm -hmm. as I am in the actual facilitation of the workshop, because in some way I've got, I've got it down. Mm -hmm. I've achieved a, a certain level of mastery. Obviously there's always room for improvement and refinement, but you know, I'm, I'm good. Mm-hmm. And so I can roll in and do what I need to do. And so the, it's, the, there's a bigger vision that I have. So the actual competition in terms of like working together feels less relevant to me. If mm-hmm. you suddenly were like, got went deep into facilitating and had all these ideas and things you wanted to do, I'd be great. Mm-hmm. I mean, assuming I, you know, resonated with it, but. I mean, maybe that's that when I say that it's not, it's not as dark, actually I can feel, oh, it is dark. It is. Well, because in that place, I'm going to hold back. I'm going to, you know, keep myself smaller. I'm going to keep, keep like, cause I think that there are ideas starting to brew inside of me, you know? And, oh, really? Yeah. Like I could, I, I feel like I'm, I'm having dreams. I'm waking up and I'm writing and like stuff is coming through me. Well, how do you feel about me launching my own thing with Fortify Your Soul? I'm doing this program. Does that threaten you? Do you feel a betrayal? Do you feel competition? I mean, I feel like it's something that you've already done. And so mm-hmm. like, I don't, I don't really, I actually feel very supportive of it. I think it's going to be, I think it's good. Um, I think for me, always the, the thing that happens is like, are, are you going to leave? Like there's something in that place where it's like, where then I'm going to, then I, then I can feel the place. It's like, no, I'm waiting for you to catch up. Oh, what do you mean? All this stuff we're talking about in the, about the matrix, breaking out of the matrix. You gotta, cause that's what I'm teaching in fortify your soul. You're not ready. Yet, wait. I'm ready. I, I'm happy to bring you on. You're just. You're not ready. You're still. You're still too deep in the matrix. <laughs> oh, you mean you're you're saying to bring me into fortify your soul? Well, uh, in the fortify your soul thing, I'm I'm going I'm going in on this on the, on this. Uh, I'm going to break it down for people. Oh, I see. I'm right. going in. I have to. So this is this is kind of my creativity. This is where I need. To express myself. This is why I'm doing it solo. Because it's like, I, I need to risk getting into this stuff. Making it bigger than just psychology. Mm-hmm. And our trauma. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, this is, we're going 5D. Here. God, that feels exciting. Actually. Yeah. 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 You know, let's go all the way. Or as far as I can go, I don't know. There's, there's, I, that's what's exciting. I think that's what people are into. That's what people want. It's also true. Mm-hmm. We have to break free of this matrix we're in. Yeah, no, I, slave. It's slavery. We're in, we're enslaved. The human impulse for slavery did not disappear with the Emancipation Proclamation in 1865. The impulse is alive and well. I mean, there's there's literal slavery all over the world still. But 
I think we're being enslaved in different ways. I right. mean, if you look, I mean, once the government, they're, they're gangsters. It's organized crime. Taxes. It's like the mob coming around, knocking on your door, saying we need some protection money or we're going to destroy your business. They, it's through the force of threat, of violence, that they take money from you. That's, that's how they do it. You don't give us money. We're going to put you in jail. We're going to send people over to your house with guns. We're going to take you away, and we're going to put you in jail unless you pay us this money that you owe us. That's what the government does. And they control the whole monetary system. And what they do with that money, they're not accountable. Sending a billion and a half over to Ukraine a month, where's that money going? A lot of their friends are benefiting from that shit. Obviously, two trillion in Iraq or in Afghanistan. I mean, the Afghanistan papers, the whole thing was corrupt. People made off with billions and billions and billions of taxpayer dollars. The whole thing is a fucking scam. Sharon Osbourne asked for her 900,000 back that she gave to Black Lives Matter. It's everywhere. It's in everything, the corruption. And it's just human nature. It's just what humans do, especially at a time when systems are changing and things old, the old ways are becoming obsolete. And it's the decline of the American empire. It's the fourth turning. We're in the crisis phase of, of an 80-year cycle. And so as things come crumbling down, the people who are at the top are going to take what they can from the system. They're going to hold on to it. Right? Makes sense. It's just human nature, but it's dark. And this is why this, like confronting the darkness, confronting our own shadows, it's really the most important work you can do mm-hmm. because then you can see it in the world and then you come into reality about who we actually are. And you stop saying, oh, Putin, bad. West, good. Trump, bad. Biden, good. These nonsensical binaries. It's not what the world is. We're all good and bad. Mm-hmm. And you got to see it in yourself. Mm-hmm. You got to see those impulses. You got to see the places where you're corrupt. You got to see the places where you lie to yourself. You got to see your own hatred, your own desire to punish, your own desire to stay on top, to control, to get what you want, your own selfishness, your bitterness, your resentment. And I, I, I have all of these things. It's, it's hard to incentivize people to really look at it. Because it's so confronting. What is the incentive? Well, th- exactly. You will. It will take you straight to hell. You're in hell. But you don't know it. You don't know it. You're in hell and you're a slave. You're a slave to your shadow emotions if they're unaware. Because they can get you there. Mm-hmm. They'll put something on the TV, tell you this person's bad. It triggers your trauma. Now you're in anger. You're in resentment. You're in bitterness. 
it's gripping you. You're thinking about this person. You're thinking about the Democrats. You're thinking about the Republicans. I, I, I got caught in it in my own way. I mean, as part of the awakening. And now this, this has been the work. It's like, okay, it, it, of course you wake up. It's, you're going to be angry at the lies that you, <laughs> you've been told all your life. When you wake up and you see the level of corruption, it's disturbing and it takes you to despair. It takes you to rage. It takes you to resentment. Fuck all this. Fuck them. And then you have to get to a place of acceptance. This is what it is. It's always been this way. It will always be this way. Because when you accept it, then you can see it. And then when you see it, you can navigate it, take advantage of it. And that's where wizards are born. That's what the Matrix is about. See the illusion, see the Maya. See the lies, see the deception, wake up, understand what's important. It's not McDonald's and thousand dollar boots filling the void in your soul. I mean, I went through all of that in Hollywood. I had, you know, I wanted the nice house, the nice car, the hot girl, status. I wanted it all. And now... I'm renting a house in South Austin. It's very modest. My car is, I don't know, 13, 14 years old. <laughs> 2008. Bought it in 2007. So what's that? That's 14 years? 15 mm-hmm. years? 15 years? 180,000 miles. And obviously I want, there's certain things that I want at this point in my life. So it's, income that I want to make to get those things. And I'm not, I'd like to make a lot of money. It's not that I wouldn't want to make, you know, a hundred million. I would in a second, but only to buy freedom, nothing else, not for status, not to buy a nice, well, I like to have a nice car truck, but it's really just about freedom. And all I really think about is like, you know, my sweat lodge on Wednesday and the next Sundance, like, it's, it's amazing to me what's become important to me mm. and how that's changed. And sometimes I, I think, is there something wrong with me mm. that I don't care about the things that I used to care about? I don't want to watch the Super Bowl. I don't want to go to a mall and shop. God is all that matters. What did Kanye say? I play to an audience of one God. Right. So good. Do you think that that you're what you just said is is uh is going to attract people to come to fortify your soul or scare them from coming? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think people are longing for it. Well, I think they're longing for the truth. I mean, it's interesting. This is what Andrew Tate is selling. Get out of the matrix. This is his new thing. And I think he's right on top of it. I mean, it's really, 
I mean, we have. I'm coming at it from a different point of view, which is make yourself spiritually solid, like physically, spiritually, emotionally. Make yourself as strong as possible. That's how you're going to tolerate these times because during a collapse, during change, during chaos, the entities are out in full force because people are afraid. Everybody's afraid. And so you got to protect yourself against that fear. And you have to be strong. Now more than ever, you have to make yourself as strong as fucking possible. Mm -hmm. And if you do that, everything will come from, you don't have to worry about. Mm -hmm. The money will come. The community will come. It'll all come. You know, and he's, I think, more focused on teaching people how to make money. That's good. That's a good skill you need. But it's more than that. Because you, you can't make the money unless you wake up to the reality of what's actually going on. Because there's, there's a money matrix. You got to understand the Federal Reserve and how that all works and how inflation works. And once you see, once you see the Ponzi scheme that it is and how it's completely set up to enrich the wealthy and keep you enslaved, you, you know, it's a little shocking. Robert Breedlove, people, if you're curious. Go watch some Robert Breedlove. He breaks it down. Mm. But you have to understand this shit. I mean, it's all and it's all fine. It's just what happens. I mean, it's interesting that the left, you know, they've been coming at it. It's like this, the, the system is corrupt. It's white supremacist. It's racist. That's their take on the corrupt system. Mm-hmm. Which is, I, I see their point, but it's bigger than that. It's bigger than that. It's not, that's too simplistic. What is it? The system isn't racist. It's classist. Oh. The system doesn't care if you're white or black. The system doesn't give a fuck. It's rich or poor. High class, low class. That's the deeper truth. So the, the, the racial argument, while there's a, point to it it's it's a false flag it's rich versus poor man if i was on top i'd want to stay in control we just talked about your shadow i want to be in control i want to keep you down Mm -hmm. right and then there are people who are like okay yeah, of course. Well, they no, they're you convince them that it's good for them. I'm going to take care of you. You don't have to worry about anything. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get you everything you need. I'm going to be fighting for you in Congress. Yeah, in this in this place, I don't have to take responsibility. You don't have to take any responsibility. I don't have to do any work. Of course, can... of course, it's easy to convince people of that. And you'll you'll stay happy. Yeah. You will own nothing, and you'll be happy. Well, you'll stay happy if I stay here, because if I start to come up, you're going to be mad. Right. Exactly. Exactly. We don't want to upset the the leaders, because that's mom and dad mm-hmm. to the unconscious. Right. So we have to stay connected. We have to obey them. We have to be good little boys and girls. Mm. So when someone like Andrew Tate comes along, who doesn't give a fuck, who's strong, 
who's smart and is telling all the young men out there, hey, this is what's up. Well, we got to get rid of him. Can't have him <laughs> telling all the young men the truth that the whole thing's a fucking lie. Mm-hmm. God knows what all those young men will do filled with t- testosterone, hitting the gym, building businesses, making money. They might take over. Yeah, probably. And then what? If- well, then if, if they took over? Yeah. Well, they take over. They start a new system. And then over time, that system would become corrupt. Right. And then... Uh, the cycle repeats. There's no way out. This is what it is. This is what it's always been. I mean, maybe we can break out of it. I don't know. But it seems when you you know look at, there's a great book called The Fourth Turning, and then Ray Dalio's book, The Changing World Order, which is the rise and fall of the great powers. And then you think about astrology i mean people are talking about pluto right now pluto returns and so all the darkness is going to get upended that there are forces that are at play that are beyond our awareness and understanding there's a collective unconscious that is driving us towards this change it's some kind of evolutionary process but it seems to go in cycles and people are charting these cycles and it's fairly consistent 80 year cycles 250 year cycles revolutionary war 80 years later civil war 80 years later world war ii and then now we're 80 years later so some other crisis some other war that's why this this war with russia is inevitable and that when a great power falls, it's always, there's always a war. And so are we going to have some major, is this war going to get worse? Probably. Everybody seems to want it. I mean, Elon Musk tweeted out a uh, potential peace deal. Here's, here's some elements that we could consider to create peace. He was annihilated. <laughs> like the West was like, we will concede nothing. It's like, did you not hear Putin just say that, you know, nuclear weapons are on the table? Yeah, we don't give a fuck. We will concede nothing. He's got to go. All these people saying this have never been in a fight probably never been subjected to violence. But they love to talk tough. So I don't I don't see any consciousness here. And and again is it is that just some cycle? Is that just some thing that is inevitable and we just have to give over to it and stop being upset about it? Well, the way out of it, I mean you know, as I'm studying the Course in Miracles, uh, it's not that's that's not the real world. Yeah, I, I understand. 
How do you say that to people? Though? I know. I, I don't know. Like and you're basically I, I, saying I, I it's hesit- all a video I, I, game. It's a simulation. It's yeah. not really real. You're not real. Right. When you die, it's just a character dying. And what do they say? Your soul goes back and starts over again? What, what is, how do they deal with death in the Course of Miracles? You're, you don't die. You don't die? Your, your spirit lives on. Like, this is, this is just a... This is not... This, yeah. The, Meat the suit. Yeah. I mean, yes... We the spirit uses everything, you know, to to get you. I mean, and I I, I hesitate to say any of this because I don't feel like I have enough understanding of the Course of Miracles yet. Mm-hmm. But there's something in me that just I want to I I want to say something that that gives because I think that what we're we are doing is. And what we've said, what we're doing is we're bringing people to God. And so, and I think God is bringing us to God Mm -hmm. because there's no other way out. Like when you, when I'm listening to you, I'm like, what the fuck? You know, like there's no hope anywhere. We're just going to repeat the same pattern. So the only way out is it's like what you're doing through the sweat lodges and what I, you know, this is, that's the only way out. It's the only way out. And so I just, I feel a necessity to say something about this, you know, and I, I can't explain it in the way that I'm learning it yet. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm understanding certain things, but, and it's going in, but there is something that's happening where I'm like, okay, there's another part of my mind that is not connected to the world in the way that it is like in, in the reality, in this reality, Mm -hmm. like in the ego world. There's another part of me that is in a different reality. Mm-hmm. And it's not doesn't mean that I'm not here. It means I'm actually really here. Mm-hmm. But I'm not believing in these stories of the, all the stories. I'm right. not believing in the stories. Right. I'm just in the present. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that, the, and there are people who are living in that place we said you know like Eckhart Tolle like Mm -hmm. like uh Byron Katie or you know these people you know who are who've found God (laughs) Eckhart Tolle and Byron Katie are your examples I think I think the people some people out there are gonna have some issues with that you know Anne hates Byron Katie Right, you've said that before. And other people hate Eckhart Well, Tolle. I don't know. I don't know these people. I'm just saying that they, I'm I sure that there are people yeah. who are living in a there, place. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. And people who are closer mm-hmm. to, I mean. No, they're, yeah, they're, they're, they're pretty evolved. Yeah. Yeah, who knows? But I see your point. I mean, I had this thought. What if the devil's greatest trick was to make you believe in evil well that that's but is that a i've heard that before make that's a saying right the devil's greatest trick is to make you believe that he's real oh isn't that a saying yes that is real but i guess i was thinking about it in terms of you know like Mm -hmm. evil like how we talk about evil evil Mm -hmm. is real evil Mm -hmm. is real You're saying if you get all the way out, all the way into unity consciousness, the devil's not real. Well, I guess it's only real in the 3D plane. It's un- What is evil? It's unconsciousness. 
It's a lack of awareness of from it's separation from God, separation from spirit. Yeah. So in that sense, yeah, it doesn't actually exist. I mean, that's what we we say in core energetics. What lower self is is about separation. Separation. That's what it wants. Mm -hmm. Separation, Mm -hmm. hiding, and that in the higher self, it's about the joining. It's about coming into consciousness, Mm -hmm. into your essence, into your God self. It makes difficult answering the question. So, what does this work? do for me? Mm-hmm. How does it help me? Because I think a lot of people want to know that they're going to do this work and it's going to get them somewhere and they're going to make the world a better place. Or they're just going to be in a better place. Or they're going to be in a better place. Which is true, but just not in the way that they think. Right. Not in the way that they think. And you can't know that until you get there Right, is the problem. (laughs) Which is, (laughs) oh man. Do you feel freer than you ever have before? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I feel places where I'm not free, certainly. I mean, my relationship is bringing that up. Thank you so much, (laughs) Diana. So grateful. I am actually genuinely grateful, Diana. Thank you. Oh, my God. Why? So good. I know. I can see it. Really? Yes. It's hard. It's humiliating. But you are. What was I saying? Am I? Yes, I'm freer. Yes, I'm much freer. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. There's more to go. I'm not a wizard yet. Getting close. I guess this is the point. Like, you know, I I also feel freer than I've ever been in my Mm -hmm. life. And there are definitely places where I'm not free, as is evidenced on this podcast. We're, you know, we're we're working through some, some stuff. But just even the fact that I can be working on this stuff with you on a podcast mm-hmm. shows that I'm way right. freer than I right. ever have been before. Right. Let's test out how free you are. Okay. okay. Let's okay. just, just see how it feels. I love Putin. <laughs> Putin's the good guy in this story. Uh-huh. How's that? Are you free? Yeah. Feeling free? Yeah. You're okay. You're not terrified how the people out there are going to react to that. In my story, in my reality show, it's more fun anyway. Hmm. Free to say whatever we want, to think whatever we want. But that's the problem. Well, you have to get over your fear of death. You have to understand what death is, really, as you described. It's not real. You don't ever die. Because people will kill you in this plane of reality for thinking the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. But it, you can sort of, I mean, they can literally kill you, but there's a way that you, you, I feel like if you don't participate in it, in yes. it, yes. Like I learned this when I, they tried to cancel me over the January 6th thing that my tweet, 
the zombies came. White supremacists, Nazi, thousands of tweets. Mm -hmm. And you're looking at these tweets thinking, like, who are these people? Like, they're deranged. Like, it's obviously a joke, what I said. And why would they even take the time to scream this shit at me? It's, they're crazy. They're crazy people. Like, you just immediately realize they're crazy. And so then you see them almost like zombies. And then you think about why, why were zombie movies so popular for the last 10 years, right. 20 years, right? The Walking Dead. It's because that's what it is. That's what those people are. They're literally zombies. They got programmed into believing something. And now they're screaming at some guy online that he's a fucking white supremacist Nazi because he made a joke about January 6th. And once you feel that, I mean, it's a little disturbing at first. And it still can be disturbing. But once you feel the truth of it, and like you can kind of just stare back at them like, yeah. They're, they want you to believe something about yourself. That you're bad. You're bad. And if you don't believe it, if you just look back at them unaffected, they just they just go away. They just walk away. Because what, what are they doing? They're projecting their badness, their unconscious shame, hatred onto you. And when you don't receive it, when you don't accept it, when you don't buy into that reality, they have to take it back. And they don't want that, so they just leave. Mm. There's nowhere to stick it. If there's no way in, that's what we should be teaching people. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm talking about. Fortify your soul. Mm -hmm. Get solid. Get strong. Mentally, emotionally, physically. Understand your trauma. Know where you can get hooked. And it also happens... Know where you can get hooked in believing that you're bad. That's right. And it will happen in your personal relationship. So... If I'm in a fight with Diana and we're both afraid, we both feel threatened, we're both triggered, let's say, in our history. So now we're we're disassociated. That could look a lot of different ways. I don't want to feel something. I'm terrified to feel it. I'm terrified to face something. Right? So I'm gonna I'm blaming her. She's blaming me. And in that blame, we're going to be looking for the soft spots in each other's frame to try to get them there. Mm -hmm. We want it to stick because I don't want to feel this. Right. So it happens all the fucking time. Mm -hmm. It's not just online, you know, Republicans versus Democrats or whatever fights going on. It happens in your personal relationship and to notice like where, cause we, you can intuit where the other person, where you can get them Mm -hmm. and you're going to attack them there. And you may do it very, very subtly. It may not be like overtly cruel. Mm-hmm. Some subtle thing where you know they're weak and that's where you're going to get them. Mm-hmm. And if you can shore yourself up against that, it's a game changer. Yeah. So that's the work. Which is why don't betray yourself becomes so important. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking of all the examples that I, I've just recently had with Ferd. 
where you know it's like like we know each other so well right and he knows exactly what to say when when we're when we're in in an argument but now i i'm actually uh now i know the things that he's going to try to say right that are going to try to get me Mm -hmm. and i'm not letting myself be gotten there right and it's amazing what's happening right he's he's just I'll, i'll call him on it and he'll say he'll think about it for a minute he's like I'm just angry. I just said that because I'm angry. Right. Like, wow, <laughs> that's awesome. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. If you can't be gotten there, mm-hmm. like, because he's, you know, he's trying to get me into a place of shame or he's trying to get me yeah. into a place of, you know, it's like, like you, you're doing this thing to me. Like, no, I'm not. Yeah, exactly. Or, or even if you've done something bad. Yeah, Exactly. And they just forgive yourself. Yeah. You have to forgive yourself for everything. It, it doesn't mean don't be accountable. Don't take responsibility. You may feel regret. You may feel remorse. But don't make yourself bad. Don't shame yourself. Yeah. You're human. It, yesterday, he, so Ferd's, um, he's got high what i don't know what the the blood sugar diabetes like he's pre-diabetic what his numbers yeah they're they're a little high so he's asked me for help you know around like food stuff and but yesterday we when we were out at this you know when we were eating dinner he ordered a coke and i didn't really notice at first but then he was drinking the coke and i was like what are you doing you can't drink coke you can't drink coke and I just shamed him, you know, I just was like, like, but, but I was also like, I am fighting for your life right now. That's what I'm doing. But he was right in the way that I was doing it. It wasn't great. And so then I felt, I well, felt you're afraid. Yeah. Well, I, he's I, drinking Coke. But he I was, might get diabetes and die and leave you. I but mean, I was, exactly. That's what was happening underneath. Yeah. But you know, what was coming out was just like, I was mad and shaming him. And so then, you know, and so he, uh, he, you know, understandably got mad at me. And then afterwards, when we, we finally came together, he's, I, I, I felt bad. I felt was, I, I could feel like, I don't, I don't like, I didn't like how I, I had handled that. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, how could I have handled that better? And he said, just, you know, just tell me that, you know, when, when I see you drinking Coke, I, I get worried. And I was like. Oh yeah, that's that's actually how I really feel. But it was yeah, Is that was, is worried? Yeah, that's that's how I feel. Is that is that persuasive? He said it would be. Like he like and I I, I would go with violently disgusted. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm repulsed no, by you no. when you drink coke. I mean, you listen, this is serious. You may need to shame him. No, I but it's no because it's true. I think shaming I guess, can work. No, I think it's it it's true. It's scared. I get scared. And he like I was like is that going to be effective on you? He was like, "Yeah, it will be." I was like, "Oh. We'll okay. see." Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Coke. Can't drink Coke. Co- fuck? Coke Coke's, to me Coke is pulls you that's, into the matrix. No, man. exactly. That's it's, it's the matrix. It's the epitome of the matrix. 
Though I love I love Diet Coke. I confessed. To, <laughs> oh no. Yeah, yeah. I had to confess to uh, Diana. She was shocked. She's like, "What?" I'm like, "See, I'm they, like they, one a week. They brainwashed one a week. you. One a week. No, that's that's what exactly what Ferd said. I'm like, no, no. It's like like what I said to him was like watching you drink Coke literally feels like I'm watching you drink poison. Hmm. It's so hard. Well, you know, death isn't real, so. Right, I know, exactly. <laughs> right, yeah, fair. So what do we, so murderers, we just, yeah. <laughs> what are you going to do? I mean, kind of. I mean, so the the it's a hist the the history of the world is the history of fucking rape and murder, pretty much. I mean, if you're if you're with God, if you're truly present, those people thought they were with God. The people who were raping and murdering, they were with God. That's that God was coming through them. They're going into the village next door, and really, yeah. There's all kinds of writing back in the day. But these war generals talking about when they were closest to God is when they're in the fight. And you can imagine back in the day, Braveheart style, just an orgy of mayhem. Yeah, you're with God, 100%. I mean, he. this is the tricky place, right? Mm-hmm. You could tell yourself that. It would. What do you mean? I mean, I feel like God. Yeah, exactly. But isn't it God? Isn't that God? No, not just because you feel like the, the devil. Like well, evil can it. you evil can use everything as well, just like spirit can. Is it war is not God? What are you saying? What's course of miracles? I don't. I'm confused now. Isn't course of miracles saying accept everything? Isn't war everything? No, war is ego. Where's ego? Yeah. Where's evolution? I don't. I, I. I take exception to this course of miracles. No, it's it's evolution. It's an evolutionary process. Apes don't have fucking ego. They go to war. I mean, I'm not. I. I, I could say certain. Th- I feel like I need to. You need to brush up. Yeah, I need to. I, okay. I need to continue. People my have questions. I know. Exactly. You need to straighten me out. <laughs> I don't I'm think gonna, so. I'm going to get there. I'm pro-war. I'm just, t- I'm just saying. I'm pro-war. Right, right. I thought, I thought that Course in Miracles had my back, but I guess not. Not in the way that you probably think, but yes, you know, war is being used for spirit as well. Yeah. I mean, if everything just is... Then... We accept everything. That's where I've gotten to. And I tell you, it's eliminated a lot of my fear. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's what Sundance did. Mm-hmm. It's brutal. It's the most brutal experience of my life. And there's something about the brutality that liberated me from my fear, I guess, of brutality mm. and of death. I've never felt less afraid of death, dying, pain, suffering. 
than I have now after completing Sundance. So I don't know what that means, but. I mean, I'm aware that you and I are, it's, it's like we're talking about our concept of God. Right. And we're out of our league. Yeah. Really. We don't know yet. We're you know, just, we're, we're learning. Just we're figuring it yeah, out. Yeah, we're figuring it out. And it's very vulnerable. I mean, I've mm-hmm. said this before, but it's it's like I don't know what's worse, talking about the darkness or talking about God. <laughs> well, it's part of the same thing. Right. All right, Angela, I think that's enough. That's enough. Right? Yes. Thank you. Thank you.